Welcome to Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces. I'm your host, Cassiopeia. You can find new episodes every Friday available on your favorite podcast platform. Be sure to subscribe through Anchor or sign up on the Patreon page, both links are in the bio, for access to bonus episodes, early episode plays, and more. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook at creepycases.spookyspaces for all news and updates. Due to the graphic nature of some of the cases and spaces featured on this show, listener discretion is advised. Creepy Spooks. Welcome to the newest episode of Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces with Cassie Opea. I'm super excited as I am moving forward with the website that I talked about in the last episode. It is still in early stages and I'm trying to get it organized and everything, but I will announce it as soon as I have it ready to go. Don't forget to subscribe to the Anchor podcast or the Patreon page where you'll get bonus episodes, early access to weekly episodes, and some thank you swag. Also, the Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces candles are still available on the Wiccan Fay store over at pizzaandpigtails.com. So just go to pizzaandpigtails.com and click in the shop link up in the top left corner and um, get you a set or if you prefer creepy cases or spooky spaces, you can get one uh, by itself. And there's actually some also really cool scents and fragrances other than those. So check those out also. Now, I will say um, this episode does have um, theories about a death, and they do include murder, suicide, and possible accident. I am in no way glorifying or trying to promote suicide or murder, obviously. Um, I am just stating the details of this case. So, let's get started. Around 96 years ago, an actress from Massachusetts soared to fame. And with an impressive 120 films under her belt, she was one of Hollywood's most famous starlets by her death at just 19 years old. But a mystery still to this day surrounds her death. Who could have killed one of show business's leading ladies? Could it have been her shady film producer ex-husband? How about her gangster lover? Or could it possibly be her business partner whose relationship seemed to be a little questionable? No one could figure out then, and even to this day, no one has figured it out. 
And although it was ruled an accident, not everyone is accepting of that ruling. This is the creepy case of Thelma Todd's mysterious death. Thelma Alice Todd was born in Lawrence, Massachusetts on July 29, 1906 to Alice Elizabeth Edwards, an immigrant from Canada, and John Shaw Todd, an Irish upholsterer who later became superintendent of streets, an alderman, and the commissioner of health and charities in 1912. Alice had one older brother, William, who unfortunately passed away in an accident in 1910. Her schoolmates and friends regarded her as a friendly, bright, and determined young woman. And after graduating high school in 1923, she enrolled in Lowell Normal College, which is now the University of Massachusetts, with the intention of becoming a school teacher. She did well with her schooling, but Thelma hoped for a life of fame and a more glamorous career. And honestly, who doesn't? Now, while she was a teaching student, Thelma earned money as a model. She actually entered beauty pageants, and in 1925, she was crowned Miss Lawrence and Miss Massachusetts, catching the eye of not only the Elks Lodge 65, but also the eye of a few top Hollywood scouts who recommended her for the Paramount School of Junior Stars, which was ran by the Paramount stu Movie Studio at this time. And while her instructor instructors praised her talent, they warned her that she may need to watch her weight. Now, beginning with silent films, Thelma made full use of her beauty, but she wasn't given much of a chance to really act. And she moved over to the talkies and she became well known for her comedic chops and her beauty. Now, movie producer Hal Roach, known for his films with Laurel and Hardy, signed Thelma to a contract and she was off in Hollywood. She was cast in zany short comedies where her roles would be familiar to viewers today. She belonged to a duo, one sensible woman and the other a bit of a clown. And I honestly feel I would probably be the bit of a clown if it came down to, the, to that kind of skit, which actually I would also love to do myself. Um, but together in these films, they would work their way in and out of comical situations. Thelma usually played the adorable working girl trying to retain her poise while being dragged into her friend's shenanigans. She also began acting alongside Harry Langdon, Charlie Chase, and Laurel and Hardy. Now, in the 17 to 27-minute slapstick comedy shorts, Roach teamed Todd with Zazu Pitts to sort of create a female version of Laurel and Hardy. Now, when Pitts left the film series in 1933, 
Patsy Kelly took her spot and she actually appeared in 21 shorts with Thelma. And Thelma established herself among the greats, playing straight women to the Marx Brothers in two of their films. And this earned her the nicknames Ice Cream Blonde and Hot Toddy. But still, Thelma wanted more for her career. And who could blame her? But she actually wanted to try her hand at dramatic film. Our creepy case will return after a few words from our sponsors. So in 1931, Thelma began dating director Roland West, and together they planned to take her career in a rather different direction with his drama Corsair. At the time of this affair, Roland was married, but his wife apparently wasn't bothered by his romance with Thelma. Now, to remove herself kind of entirely from her comedic career, Thelma actually went by the name Allison Lloyd in Corsair, and she wanted to keep her two professional outlets separate, showcasing her comedic talent in the films with the Marx Brothers and Bing Crosby, while also starring in dramas with leading men such as John Barrymore and Ricardo Cortez. Thelma Todd became a very bankable actress. Beautiful and slim, she had actually dropped 20 pounds since leaving Massachusetts and was very disciplined in her acting. She wasn't only highly sought after in her professional life, but also in her personal one as well. She'd been linked romantically with many Hollywood men, and in 1932, she actually eloped and married Pasquale DeCiccio, a movie producer, agent, and small-time hoodlum. Their relationship was quite toxic and tumultuous, oftentimes loud alcohol-fueled arguments commenced between the two and one time Thelma actually ended up in the hospital after one of their brawls. Now in 1933 Thelma traveled to London for work and then returned home to visit family in Massachusetts and it was then that rumors of divorce began to spread. She brushed these rumors off initially but in 1934, the divorce was publicly finalized. Now, it was then that she opened a beachside restaurant and supper club in Pacific Palisades named Thelma Todd's Sidewalk Cafe. The building was two floors, and the first floor was a rest was the restaurant and supper club and the second floor was um two adjoining ocean view apartments that she shared with her business partner who was actually her former lover and director roland west and from what i hear only a sliding wooden door separated their bedrooms 
Now, it was a tourist draw as it was a hot spot for Thelma's celebrity friends, and they held parties at the private nightclub named Joya's for Roland's ex-wife, Jewel Carmen, who was also a partner in the restaurant. And there was kind of a raised third floor that held a dance floor and a bandstand. Now, Thelma thrived during 1935. <laughs> that rhymed. Um, and she knew the career of a Hollywood starlet wouldn't last forever. So she thought of the cafe as kind of her fallback when her acting career began to fade. Now, as the holidays began to approach, her family was hopeful that she would visit for Christmas. But sadly, on the morning of December 16th, 1935, 29-year-old Thelma Todd was found dead. May Whitehead, her longtime maid, found Thelma in her chocolate-colored 1934 Lincoln Phaeton convertible inside the garage that belonged to Jewel Carmen, business partner and ex-wife of her occasional lover, Roland West. And Jewel lived approximately a block from the restaurant. Thelma was wearing a mauve and silver gown, a mink wrap, and expensive jewelry. And she was found slumped in the front seat of the car, bent over with her head slightly to the left. And Whitehead also noticed blood around Thelma's nose. Now, while the official cause of death was carbon monoxide poisoning, the circumstances surrounding caused officials to dig a little deeper into the lives of her family, friends, and associates, and some of whom may have had a good reason to want Thelma gone for good. Our creepy case will return after a few words from our sponsors. Do you smell that? The fairies must be whipping up something amazing over at the Wiccan Fae Candle Nook. The custom layered candles are a must for all candle lovers. With your choice of three scents, you can create your very own garden soiree or Sunday yummy Sunday. With names like Bitch Slap Blue, Chill the Fuck Out, and even the new Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces scent line, you are bound to find something for everyone. So right now, when you mention the code CREEPYSPOOKY, you'll get 10% off your first order. So head on over to pizzaandpigtails.com and click the shop link up in the left-hand corner and get your very own Wiccan Fae candles today. According to an article in the Los Angeles Times, the day after her death, 
Investigators had plenty of reasons to raise suspicions about the cause of her passing. Quote, The officers turned to probable reason for death by foul means within the past three months. Two men had been arrested in New York in connection with extortion notes and telephone calls received by Miss Todd demanding $10,000 under penalty of death. But there were no signs of violence at the scene of her death. End quote. Now, I think it's kind of weird because, like, while there were no signs of violence, investigators had quite a few paths to follow. Um, just because of, I mean, I guess all death is, can be considered violent, but some are definitely more brutal than others. And just because she wasn't more or less brutalized, it doesn't mean that one of those men didn't, didn't murder her. Now, they also had a few other men that they looked at. And of course, the first being her ex-husband, Pat. He may have been out of her life, but the Saturday before her death, Pat and Thelma had a fight. Now, Thelma was the guest of honor at a party being held at Trocadero, and for the majority of the evening, she seemed to be having a pretty good time. That is, until she saw her ex-husband, Pat, there with his new girlfriend. And Thelma felt absolutely embarrassed and humiliated, and she was pretty furious that, I guess, that he would even be there, but then also to bring along his new girlfriend to a party where she was the guest of honor. Um, and an altercation ensued. And Pat was actually an associate of Lucky Luciano, a New York mobster who Pat introduced to Thelma, and the two ended up having an affair. And along with another toxic relationship, it was said that he beat her and got her addicted to amphetamines that she would need to keep her weight down. And evidence shows that Lucky was in Los Angeles at the time of her death, and he had been seen pressuring Thelma to let him open a casino in that third floor loft area of the restaurant. And when Thelma said, over my dead body, Lucky replied with, that can be arranged. And I don't know about you, but if you're a mobster um, at the time, at this time anyway, in the 1920s, 30s, and you basically tell someone that their death can be arranged, I think that's quite, quite a piece of evidence. Now, another player in the suspicious game was Roland West. Now, no one knew the true nature of his relationship with Thelma behind closed doors, but Roland and she had been arguing before she left for the party, and they had discussed the future of the restaurant, and while it was grossly popular, it wasn't really making any money. 
And Wes told Thelma that it was losing money because they were pressured by Luciano to buy from mob-controlled suppliers at outrageous prices. Now, according to West, before Thelma left for the party, he told her to return before 2 a.m., and she had not. Um, so he locked up the doors to the restaurant and headed upstairs and said that he fell asleep around 2.30. Uh, he said that sometime in the night he kind of heard the dog stir, but he didn't hear anything himself, so he just went back to sleep. Now, Thelma left the party around 3 a.m., and the last person to see her that night was the driver who dropped her off at home, as she wasn't allowed to drive because she had been in multiple car accidents. And he said that she was unusually quiet and told him not to escort her to the door as he normally did. Now, Jewel Carmen was also a suspect as she had actually threatened Thelma because the restaurant was losing money. Now, Thelma's mother was also a person of interest as shortly before Thelma's death, she had planned to build a mansion but had no real clear plan on how she was going to pay for it and she was Thelma's sole heir. Now, while some people claim that this was the last night that Thelma was seen or heard from, multiple people claim to have seen her on Sunday, the, the 15th, the day before her death, and some said that they saw her in a car with another man, um, some had seen her just kind of outside, um, just like walking, and even her friend received a phone call from her explaining like the things that happened at the party, like the whole argument and um, Pat showing up with his ex or with a new girlfriend and things like that. Now, the coroner's report claims that she died between 5 a.m. and 8 a.m. on Sunday morning. But clearly, from people seeing her and hearing from her, that's not accurate. But also, I've heard different reports. There's actually been reports that her car was still running, but out of gas. But then I also heard that her car was in the on position and still had gas in the tank. So it wasn't out of gas, but it also still wasn't running. So there's a little bit of hazy reports around that specific um, uh, report. Um, she was wearing her party clothes, but she had food in her stomach contents such as peas and carrots and those items aren't served at um, Trocadero, or weren't served. Um, now, other evidence states that her hair was perfectly styled, but it was rather windy the night, like that night, and it stated that she walked a good distance outside to get to the garage, so clearly her hair would be at least somewhat messed up. 
but according to reports, it wasn't. Now, the garage was a good distance, I mean at least a block or two, and had two paths that Thelma could have taken to get there. Now, one involved 270 stairs, and the other involved dark streets in a very hill, hilly area. Now, if her shoes would have shown some kind of wear and tear walking either on, I mean, 270 stairs, or walking through dirt and grass and things like that, but they didn't have anything out of the usual, you know, just wearing them around, and her stockings were undamaged, so that goes to show she didn't take her shoes off to kind of keep them protected while she walked. So, some of the theories are that when she didn't come home, Roland, you know, locked up house and went to bed. And so they say that, oh, well, maybe she was locked out and she just went to the car in the garage to stay warm. Yet, her house key was in her handbag that was found in the car with her. So that's clearly not the case. Um, some people say, well, maybe it was suicide because the restaurant was failing and her career, her movie career had kind of started to fade, but her friends and family say that's absolutely not the case. Sure, she was kind of going through a rough time, but she was still in good spirits and she was still very enthusiastic about life and just going with the flow. There was also no note and no reason to do so. Now, um, someone else said that it could have been heart-related. Um, I believe it was her mother who said that all of the um, drugs that she was taking to kind of keep her weight down um, just gave her heart issues, and that's what took her, which I guess would kind of lead to natural causes. Um, but they did say that carbon monoxide poisoning was the number, was kind of the ruling factor in her death. So I don't think it was the heart. Now, of course, the final theory is murder. And um, that's the most accepted theory. Um, we just don't know who it was. And so... In a, in a lot of the reports, there was not a lot to go on, but she also had a broken nose, cracked ribs, and damage to her throat that could have been caused by either somebody putting pressure or by somebody forcing something down her throat, which sounds quite just... Yeah. Um, and a lot of people think that Roland is, could be the number one suspect as they believe he was more prone to accept Lucky Luciano's um, requests to put the casino on the third floor because we know that Jewel um, his ex-wife wasn't happy that the restaurant was losing money, and neither was he. And of course, nobody's going to be 
happy that your business investment isn't returning um, isn't returning any kind of funds, but um, they also thought that Roland could have been involved with the mob. So they think that the mob is actually who carried out the murder of Thelma, just to get her out of the way. Now, Thelma Todd's memorial service was held at at Pierce Brothers Mortuary in Los Angeles. Her body was cremated, and after her mother's death in 1969, Thelma's remains were placed in her mother's casket and buried with her in Bellevue Cemetery in Lawrence, Massachusetts. Now, I'm sure we can all agree that Hollywood definitely lost a beautiful and talented star way too soon, way too young at just 29 years old. Um, but tell me your thoughts, or if you live in the area and you've heard more details that maybe weren't covered um, in this episode, I would love to hear. Join in on the conversation. You can actually send me a message right through the Anchor website. You can send me a message on Facebook or Instagram at creepycases.spookyspaces and make sure you're following along because that's where I post um, all of my updates about new episodes, new promotions, new, new everything. So make sure you're following along and keeping up with all of that. Um, you can also send me an email at creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com. And also, if you have a creepy case or a spooky space that you would like to hear featured, I would love any suggestions. I have a long list, but I am always wanting to um, add to it. So definitely send me a message, join in on the conversation. And as always, until next crime. Creepy Cases and Spooky Spaces is a Pizza and Pigtails production. Writing, recording, and editing done by yours truly, along with Pizza and Pigtails Productions. You can find new episodes every Friday with bonus episodes coming out every other Tuesday. Follow along on Facebook and Instagram at creepycases.spookyspaces for all future news and updates. Don't forget to subscribe to Patreon or Anchor for access to bonus episodes, early access to episodes, and much more. And if you have a creepy case or a spooky space that you would like featured on the podcast, shoot me an email at creepycases.spookyspaces at gmail.com. Thank you.